0: Thanks for joining us for this edition of Forward Church Online. Today's podcast was recently recorded at one of our live worship experiences. We hope you enjoy today's message. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. So we're in the middle of this study and I I entitled it activating gods exceedingly abundantly So if you brought your bible, let's go to ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 This is where we were last week and i'm just going to touch just a few few items Some of you weren't here last week and unfortunately did not make podcasts So i'm going to just highlight uh, this ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 if you're there say go Go here we go now unto him that is able to to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is at work within us now i told you last week i I got real excited in my in my teenage years i got a thing called a credit card and i and i and it was have my name on it it was when i was trying to establish credit (laughs) i was trying to establish credit and uh And I took that card to the mall. I knew the amount that was on it. I wasn't trying to max it out. I just wanted... It was because it was the first time I could ever say when she asked, cash, check, or charge, I was able to say, (coughs) charge, charge it. And I remember running to the mall, throwing some stuff on the counter, said, here you go, it's going to be charged. And she looks at me and says those famous words, denied. I said, run it again. That's my card. It's got my name on it, and there's money on it. Run it again. She said, sir, Mr. Weber... It's coming back hard, not activated. <laughs> that swole chest it was all out like that it was like. <laughs> I was like, activate it then. I'm him. I am he. Activate it. I give you permission to activate She said, sir, you're going to have to go and activate it. You're going to have to call somebody. Well, I start thinking about that. It's so much like us as Christians. That we can have the power. We can have the, the purpose. But if we don't activate it, everything in God's word. Belongs to you and I we have the ability and the power, but if we don't activate what is ours It's useless. Everybody say useless I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend the rest of my days living out my Christian walk living a useless Life this this is what happens to many of us. We get saved We get born again, and we try to live differently. All of us are on that life right now together We're on that journey of living differently than we did before we met Jesus. Amen Anybody anybody say no, that's not for me. I'm living like hell Okay, i'm in the right place. So 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 that that, that that's what happens and then when when we go along life things get kind of a rough patch and things get start going crazy and some people just give up and they say I've, I've had enough of this jesus thing What what happened was they didn't activate the power they didn't activate the provision They didn't activate the purpose. Therefore they feel like life that I can't do that. So i'm gonna go back to what I know I mean, no, that's dangerous And then there's others that go, well, I'm not really going to just go back to that because Jesus has been good to me. I want to get to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. So I'm just going to just show up at church and put a dollar here and a dollar there and sing when they tell me to sing and and greet when they tell me to greet. That's really pretty much all I want to do. But that's a church that's not doing anything. And see, God has put a mandate. Everybody say mandate. He has put a challenge and a charge on our lives and the churches in this city to turn this city around, introduce them not to religion, but a relationship with Jesus Christ. A relationship with somebody who has changed their life. What does that look like? How do I share the gospel? I'm not saying break open the scripture and let's go through Romans road. No, I'm saying just tell other people what God has done in your life. How has the power of God shown up in your life? How has the provision of God? Shown up in your life. How How is his purpose for your life. Change the course of your, of your journey. That's what you share with others. Everybody say activate. So, so, so we, we, we were activating. The power of God. Because I believe we've been called. To make a difference. The very first thing that we, that we looked at. When we looked at this verse. That says now unto him who is able to do. Exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. As Christians, we love that verse. My God, he'll exceed your expectations and bless God. He'll bless you abundantly. But we forget about how it actually happens when we, no, go back to the bottom of that verse. It's the power of God that is at work in us, okay? It didn't say you can have that. Excess and abundant because it's yours and you claim it. No, no, no. It happens when the power of God is at work in your life, then those things show up. Anybody remember point number one from last week? How do we how do we activate the power of God in our lives? Instant in prayer. We looked at that story in the book of Acts with the with the with the man, Bethany and I were talking about this today. She didn't even know we talked about this last week. With the guy sitting outside the, the temple, and Peter and, and John walks, walks up, and, and, and he says, hey, give me something. They say, I don't, money I don't have, but what I do have, I'll give you. And they didn't say, hey, I'll put you on our prayer list, and we'll pray for you, catch you later. No, 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 he said, let's pray now. And we talked about how what happens when you say when you pray instantly. Not only are they seeing, wow, they're, I, I'm 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 hearing something. This person that's praying for me believes in a higher power. Not only are they being exposed to that, they're actually feeling something right in that moment that they would have not felt had you said, "Oh, we'll pray for you at church." Well, that's good. Pray for them at church, but say, and this is new in my life. Let me. Can I pray for you right now? Can you say that with me? Say, can I pray for you? Right now. That's how you're going to begin to see the power of God activated in your life. That was last week. Tonight, I want to give you point number two. And we're going to talk about uh, in order for change to come to our city, we must activate the power of God by being instant in prayer. But we all also must activate his power. Bless God, we need to activate his provision, which we're going to talk about tonight. And then we're going to talk next week about his purpose. Number two. This is point number two for those of you taking notes. How do I activate God's provision in my life? We activate God's exceeding abundant prosperity when we put God first. Everybody say first. How many many of you believe in biblical God-given prosperity or, or provision? Well, let, me, let, me, let me define it this way. Because a lot of times when you start saying prosperity, your mind automatically goes to that preacher in a three-piece seat, looking at a camera going, write that check for a $1,000, bless God. That's what we see when we see somebody say prosperity. But let me give you the definition of what prosperity, biblical God-given prosperity is this. It's simply your needs being met and having enough left over to help someone else. That's God-given prosperity. I'm not talking about having five houses two or three chalets somewhere in, in, a, in, a, in a yacht over here. No, no, I'm talking about having enough to meet your needs and then helping someone else. That's God-given prosperity. And I'm not saying that, that you're of the devil if you have those things. I'm just saying God-given prosperity is just simply having your needs met and then enough left over to help someone else. And I'll tell you what, I am blown away by, by this body because every time there's a need, every time there's been some, something, we, we get word of a family, we always rush to the occasion. Why? Because we believe in putting God first. Putting God First, listen, we live in a world where we need things. God knows we need things. I can't, just, I can't just, you know, go on a mission trip and show up at Delta Airlines and go, hey, I'm Pastor Bradley, I'm getting ready to go win people to Jesus. And they go, oh, it's already paid for. How many knows? That just don't happen. They look at me and go, show me the money. Is that cash, check, or charge? <laughs> charge, bless God. <laughs> God knows that we need... Things We need food, we need shelter, we need to put our kids through education, amen. amen? But walking in biblical prosperity is having our needs met and being able to help someone else. We have needs and we need God to get involved. You and I have needs. This is why we're, we're learning this tonight. Don't get funny and tune me out because we're talking about money. It's not about money. It's not about bringing money in to help forward. It's not even necessarily about what God's word says, how it will help you. We're talking about being having biblical prosperity to help people in our city. Because if all we do is come in here and build up our bank account, and we're not reaching lost people and helping, I mean, God, God wants us to help the homeless. He wants us to feed he wants us to feed the poor. He wants us to feed those that are less fortunate than we are. But what but what you need to understand is, this is what's getting me, is until it operates in our life, all you're going to see in this city and other cities, if, if all we do is just grow this and not go out and grow that out there, you're not going to see see a city change. All you're going to do is see a city repeat all it's ever known. Okay? and And God wants us, God is calling us... I believe he sent us here, my family back here, to break the cycle. Everybody say break the cycle. And see, a lot of people like their cycle. They like the way it feels. They like the way it rides. They like that life that sometimes just, they like, the, they like that ride. God doesn't want you to live like that. God has called us to get our stuff together and watch his power activate in our life. Watch his provision show up. I'm not telling you anything that Amy and I haven't watched happen in our own lives. Watching his provision show up so that then I can go out and tell other people, when you put God first, it'll blow your mind. And you're looking at a cat that, that I live by a budget. I put everything in a budget. And, 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 and when Amy and I first got married, I tithed sometimes. But when I got to the place where I put God first, let me stop and say this. This is not a message about tithe. Okay, This is about putting God first. I had to say that because the enemy going he's just like that preacher with the three piece suit except he ain't got a camera <laughs> see God called me to break that cycle to 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 break that noise in your ear that's hearing the enemy go nye-nye-nye, nye-nye-nye. okay but when I begin to watch God show up and i and I watch the numbers and when the numbers didn't start making sense but I had extra, and I didn't understand because I had more going out than I did coming in, but yet I still had I still had a balance in my checkbook. I wasn't I, I kept cash, check into cash. I don't know what y'all call them in Florida, but I kept that place in business in Georgia when I was single. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about? When you write a check they'll hold it, they'll charge you like for $200 I kept them in business but when I Begin to break the cycle and watch God do things still I Had more money going out than I had Coming in but yet I still had extra in My checking account why because we Learn to put God first We're not going to see the Cycle of just living paycheck To paycheck and and hoping That groceries go in our cupboard Miraculous we're not going to see the miraculous Provision of God until we learn To put God first Hey, let's go to acts chapter 4. We're gonna go real quick time is Time is ticking away acts chapter 4 verse 33 as you're going there I shall read with great power the apostles continue to testify to the resurrection of the lord jesus and much Grace was upon them. Everybody say grace Now what we're fixing to read is showing you what what the first church what it looked like to have grace on them it says, there were no needy persons among them. We're talking about, the, it's a description of the church. How many know that's, that's incredible right there? It's the church, it's Christians, and it says, there were no needy persons among them. For from time to time, those who owned lands and houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who has Or had a need. Now what historians will tell us. Is that these believers. Or the first church. Who sold properties and money. Were probably practicing. A scriptural principle called first fruits. Or the tithe. These Christians. Listen. These Christians really believe. That God's exceeding abundantly above. Was activated in their finances. When they put God first. Something that Amy and I, I. I tell the story all the time about how we moved here, but we didn't have a lot of money. Pastor, school teacher. And when God called us, I was like, God, you have to do this. You you got to work it all out. Before we ever made the move, I was like, God, you're going to have, I don't even have the money to get the, when you move a family, you don't just pull that little 10 by 10 trailer behind your car you got to get like the big dog you know what i'm saying and the boss dog and and so 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 it was like one huge u-haul truck three or four other little trucks and i still had to flip the gas money for those our friends that came down to help us but we didn't have it a week prior to us making the move all we had to do was say yes and we said yes and trusted god for the rest maybe maybe that you need to write that down all he's asking of me is to say yes and to trust him with the rest. And so we did. And one week prior to us leaving, dad said, hey, you know what? There was, the, I'll, I'll even say it. Tom Hammonds, who has went home to be with the Lord, wrote a $1,000 check and said, I want to be instrumental in making sure that Bradley and Amy get to Chiefland. So a $1,000 check was sent. It covered all the expenses, not, not some to put in my pocket. No, it covered all the expenses to make sure that everything was taken care of to get us down here. And then y'all know the story about the house. Again, I'm, I'm, I can only tell you stories of how we watched God in our lives. Didn't have a lot of money. When we met with the owners of the house. They looked at us and said, we need, I think it was like $10,000 down. I almost choked. Again, preacher, teacher, ain't nobody giving you a check for $10,000. Oh, I'll write you a check, but you're going to have to hold it for a long time. And we walked out the door. God bless you, Mr. and Mrs. Buckley. And we walked out. And I looked at Amy. We got in the car. I said, ain't no way. We said, yes, we here. But we don't know where we're living. But how many knows that God, God saw to it that that house became ours. And everything was taken care of. No, nobody gave me $10,000. God worked miraculously to make sure that it was a lease to purchase agreement. Until our home in Georgia sold. And then we purchased the home. If you'll trust God. Because, see, we could have we said... Hey, appreciate the $1,000 check. Dad, we'll, we'll send it back. We're going back to Georgia. We ain't got nowhere to lay our head. <laughs> and I can't move back home. <laughs> that just don't happen with me. But see, and, and many Christians do that. When at, at the sign of a first stop or a roadblock, we go, This mu- I must not have heard from God. No, no, no. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. God wants you to push through the obstacle, break the cycle, and go, I know what God told me. In the light. You need to remember that in the dark. When, it, when the enemy comes to you at the midnight hour. When you're in the dark and you can't see clearly. Remember what he told you in secret. Remember what he told you in the light. When you were clearly hearing the voice of God. Amen. Everybody say activate. His provision. Let me say this. Biblical prosperity is. It's practical and it's vital. To the community. That's you and me. It's vital To the community of believers. And for this city. It is vital that you and I grasp. Putting God first in our finances. Okay. It's important. So that we can be instrumental. In reaching the lost people. and reaching Chiefland. Again if all we do is make sure we have our lights on. And all of our bills are paid. And our staff is taken, If that's all we're concerned about. And we're not going out and 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 reaching people then then we're just we're just another organization red cross god wants us to take care of the poor he wants us to love the homeless he wants us you and i to be involved everybody say involved that means when when you see a mess don't shy away from it you walk right up into the mess and get involved what are you going to do when you get there? Hey, can, you got a need, can I pray for you right now? I, I, I've been watching that happen throughout, through, on Sunday mornings. I'm, I'm watching two or three gathered in a corner and people pray. I don't even know what they're praying for. And I don't even have to go get involved in it. I just, I just put my faith with whatever's going on and say, God, I don't know what they're praying for. But God, I, I'm, I'm believing and I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with whatever that issue is. It's people who are saying, I want God's power in my life now. Not later. Not long time from now, I need him to show up now. Everybody say now. Let's go to Matthew 6:33 now. <laughs> how how does how does this happen? How do we turn turn this ship around? How do we break the cycle? This is how we do it. Matthew chapter 6 says, "But seek first." Everybody say first. Not when it's convenient. Not when it's popular, not when everybody else is. No, it says first his kingdom and his righteousness. I remember learning a long time ago in VBS what righteousness meant. It means in right standing with God. Matter of fact, it was it was Pastor Steve Lyles that taught me that in the old little building. I do remember that now. I remember who. Yeah, because you think they always pick on the pastor's kid. Tell us what the shortest verse in the Bible is. I'm running up to my dad's office. Hey, dad, what's the, they try to pick on you because you're the preacher's kid. I don't know. And then they, what's righteousness mean? I don't know. It means to be in right standing with God. So I've got to seek his kingdom, and i got to seek to be in right standing with him. And then all these things, everybody say other things. All these other needs, all these other things will be given to you as well. But we got to seek first. That's an amazing promise to me. Luke chapter 6, 38 says this. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. The the measure that that you open up your faith and agree for God's provision, that same measure will be used back to you when it's time for God to send his provision to you. 2 Corinthians 9, 10. I'm giving you all some scripture tonight. Check this out. Here it goes. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and... That's supposed to say bread. We firing that guy. Bread, that was me by the way. Bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. When we begin to get generous and, and forget, forget to, that what battles us in being generous is entitlement. When we drop the title of entitlement, when we drop the idea that I'm entitled to this, And we become generous. God, his word says, then I'll become grateful and thankful for what God is doing in my life. Everybody say, activate Activate prosperity. prosperity. How how important is money? Money is very important. It represents the time that you spent on your job. It represents the stress that you have just with a regular schedule and then a crazy schedule. How many have crazy schedules just thrown on you sometimes on on your job? Crazy stuff. It even even represents crazy bosses. How many got a crazy boss? Put your hand down. It also (laughs) represents those crazy people that we work with called co-workers. money, Money is important. It represents, and God understands the importance of it. Listen, every time there is an offering received, we cannot place enough value on giving. Okay? It has, again... Y'all don't know how bad I dreaded this. I don't like, talk, and, it, and it's not, it has nothing to do with the church finances. Do you hear me? It has nothing to do with increasing for you. That is a result of what happens when God's provision comes down. See, because this is what God, this is what he's speaking to me as I'm giving excuses for why I didn't want to because I'm afraid somebody's going to tune me out and all he's worried about is money and all those. Listen, if you want to know my story and how I roll, you come ask me. There's some things I could give you, details. It would blow your mind of how God has, what he's done in our home and our lives, but you didn't see what it took to make that happen. A lot of sacrifice and a lot of obedience. And what am I saying? God wants a lot of sacrifice and a lot of obedience because there's so much he wants to bless you with. Okay, But as I, as I was giving an excuse, God's saying Until you break that cycle of listening to the same thing That you were thinking they were listening to I can't do in you what God's called, I can't use you to release on them What I want to release on them Basically he's saying, Weber, open your mouth Okay, What's your takeaway? When God speaks something to you or gives you a word for somebody else Don't be afraid to open your mouth You're either a vessel or you're not and if you choose not to he's the one that put breath in you And he is also the one that can take it out I don't I want to make sure that i'm being used And 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 being obedient to what he wants me to say as long as he's got breath in me Because at any moment if I say no i'm not gonna say that 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 they won't like me I'll get unfriends on facebook Whatever if that's what i'm concerned about then he can just take me out because you know what? He'll give it to somebody else to do who's more obedient And I'm telling you, God has put a mandate on the churches in this city to make sure that before he winds this whole thing up, that people have an opportunity not to have a religion, but to have a relationship and understand there is a God who loves them, who's not passing judgment on them. Hello. They're not under the law. They're under grace. So that all men can be saved. Okay. Everybody say activate. We want your power, God. We want your... Provision. When we give, it is a sacred trust between us and God that he does not take lightly. Listen, when you put God first by giving your hard-earned money, it always activates his exceedingly abundantly in your finances. So now that we know what the definition of God's provision is, How many want God's provision? How many want so that your needs are met, so that you have enough to bless others? The person is here, and I've not spoke with them tonight, so I'm not going to uncover. So as I'm giving this story, don't freak out. I'm not going to uncover, but I want to I share with the body how I've watched God. Sunday morning before I hit the platform, I was approached, and with tears in this person's eye, they said, because y'all know we've been raising money for a baptismal, $3,000. And we were 13-something and some change, I think, away from reaching that goal. And this person came up to me and said, I made a promise to God that if he would take it. I, I swear to God. I, that was, I don't mean that the wrong way. Just listen, okay? It just, it just hit me. If y'all are religious, then pray for me. But this just hit me. Before I even prepared this, this is the exact words. All of my needs were met. I, I kid you not. All of my needs were met. And I, and I made a promise to God. If he took care of that. I wanted to take care of the rest of the, 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 the uh, balance for the, for the baptismal. And said I'm going to do it Wednesday night. With tears in their eye. I kid you not. All of my needs were met. That's, that's biblical God given Prosperity in full effect. I could have told you a story that I plan to but to be able to share with you it's happening in this house where people well they probably got a lot of money I don't think there's a lot of people in the church right here that got a lot of money but it's somebody who said you know what I understand putting God first and I made a promise if you'll take care of my needs and I have Pastor Brother, I have to obey God. He took care of my needs. So tonight, the balance for the baptismal is zero. 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 And it may, no, it may not be any big thing to you, but it's going to be something supernatural when we have a portable baptismal heated baptismal right here when lost people begin to come in because we are sharing with them what God is doing in our lives and how he's restored broken pro- dreams and he he's restored promises and he's given us th- and when people hear those things they i want i, w- I want to be used they they're saying i want to do what you i want God to use me the way he's using you i want the power of God in my life and we're going to say you know what the first step is get saved and then the next step is water baptism what does that mean that just means i'm i'm my old life is dead and i'm being raised to life in jesus christ old things are passed away all things are new and then we just go ahead and tell them up front that don't mean you got to have it all together and three-piece suit and all that stuff because see that's what they think that we're judging the exterior we're not doing that has anybody asked you about your life and and the mistakes you made Tonight, on the way to church, the things that s- slipped out your mouth on the way, huh, huh, huh? Anybody? No. God doesn't do it, so why should we? And that's the love of God that people need to be e- e- exposed to. Amen? Tonight, in closing, give me five minutes. I want to show you this video. Okay? Before you see the person's face and already start making passing judgment, I'm just telling you. God will use, by whatever means necessary, to reach people. Check this video out, and I'll be back,
1: and we'll close. Earlier this month, we met Cheryl and Natasha, two educators from Brooklyn, New York, who have made an amazing impact on on their community and their students. Take a look. There are two women in my audience today who had no idea I would be talking about them. But in my opinion, they are the kind of people we can all learn from. They're educators from Brooklyn, New York. (laughs) Natasha and Cheryl, come on down. Let's talk about the community that the school is in. So we are in the Red Hook
2: section of Brooklyn and it is one of Brooklyn's most underserved communities. 4% of the adults have attained a college degree or gone to college. Um, Over 28% of the children under the age of 16 live in poverty. How do you keep them positive? How do you keep them focused? These kids are just amazing. No matter what is happening uh, at home, um, no matter what they've gone through, they never give up. We want to make certain that our school is like a family. So when you're here, You're safe, and we're going to keep you safe, and that's really important.
1: The the school's mission for these students is to go to college, right? And how many people from last year are in college right now? So, ninety-three percent of our first graduating class is currently enrolled in college, which Which was was last year. Ninety-three percent. Yeah, I mean, y'all are amazing. We want you to come back. We want you to come back with some students because we want to keep telling your story. And we also have a check for $25,000. Please welcome back Cheryl and Natasha. Welcome back.
2: Thank you so much for having us back. I mean, it has been absolutely incredibly amazing. It is
1: Wow. Well, I said we, we wanted to have you back and bring some students so you have the entire senior class up. There. Are they awesome? They're awesome. <laughs> They're awesome. They're they're great dancers, and they, it, uh, they, uh, they are from, They're ha- from you, Natasha. Yes. That's great. Natasha <laughs> taught all of you to dance. That's really cool. They did. Not um, no, she did not. <laughs> uh, so tell me the reaction when you got home uh, after people saw this. The, the the reaction from not just our community but from our
2: scholars and our school was amazing. There was a spirit in our building. Our children, everyone was excited to be a Summit Scholar. The teachers were working harder than ever. Our administrators were even more committed. And then our community was really proud because so many people say great things can't come out of Red Hook. But we have 93% of our scholars from Red Hook in college, and we are working to get 100% of our scholars to college this year. That's the goal.
1: (laughs) So... And I believe you will, because you can achieve anything. That's right. And so you all sat down. And I saw pictures. You watched the show together when yes, it aired. We did. Yes, yes, we did. So you know, I got to tell you, Ellen, we are
2: celebrities in our own school now. <laughs> uh, we walked down the hall, and they love us. We know they love us. But when we got back, boy, were we celebrities! They were high fiving us in the hallways. And you know, because you said we were going to invite kids back on, had a lot of kids visiting my office going, "Mrs. Swift." Why, wow, your hair looks so nice today. <laughs> wow, you you know, you're the smartest person in this entire building, Mrs. Swift. So who are you taking on Ellen? Uh, okay. <laughs> we have a lot of them here, right? Yes. We, we have, have the, the entire, entire the class. Yes. class of 2017. Wow. <laughs> so...
1: <laughs> and. I'm sure the flight over here was interesting, um, but I have to tell you, uh, congratulations, you're getting Educator of the Year, the award. So, congratulations. I mean, that's. Thank uh, Thank Thank (laughs) Thank you. What does that mean to you? What does that mean for you to receive that? So, this is my 20th
2: year in education. And I've got to tell you, I don't do this for any accolades. I don't do this for the money, for sure. Um, But what I do this for is to make a difference in children's lives. I do this to make a difference in our staff's lives. And so it's great to be appreciated by others.
1: So I'm really very thankful. Yeah, it's a big deal and you deserve it. It, Okay, so we're going to take a break. And uh, as I mentioned, we wanted to meet some of your students. So when we come back, a few of your students will be sitting down here. We'll be back. So how long have y'all been going to Summit, each of you?
2: Well, um, we've been going to Summit, well, been going to Summit for seven years.
1: Seven years. Seven, seven years.
2: years. This is my third year in
1: Summit. I came in tenth grade. Yeah. And how have your lives changed? Uh, I, I think I know a little bit about you. you. You went to a lot of different schools for a little, a little while, right? Yeah. And and how has this changed you? Um, coming to Summit, it made my dreams and goals more realistic. Coming from a single parent house, where um, you know I have to rely on my mom a lot, and now my goals are more easy to accomplish and reach. Coming to Summit, mm-hmm. and teachers like them making it possible, everything is just easier. Yeah, I bet. For me, it made a whole turnaround
2: in my life. I feel confident, and I really think I could do something in my life and be a role model to my younger siblings who are looking up to me. And you would be the first person... The entire, my mother, my father, my big sister, my big brother. I'm next. I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm going
1: to be somebody. Yes, you are going to be somebody. (laughs) Um, I mean... I'm sure you, you really, um, the school has benefited you because your mom passed away when you were three days old. Yeah. Your dad is not in the picture. So this school has given you so much.
2: Yeah, like I consider each and every one of these people my, my family members. Like, we are a
1: family. Yes. Yeah. It's... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they said... <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, so, 93, so 93% uh, of last year's class it w- went to college. But I know your goal is that, that every single one of you want to go to college. Yes.
2: And we're going to make it happen.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. I agree. And what college, uh, w- it would mean what to you exactly? I know it means everything because it's, you're, you're the first in the family. But
2: Well, um, yeah, so college, college. College means the world to me as well. It's like college is like. The goal that I had my entire life, and now it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and I think summit for that.
1: Yeah, and Malik. College is it's more realistic, and it's no longer just an option. It's like. Is mandatory, something that I'm going sure. to do. Yep, that's right. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back more uh, with the Summit group after this. We're back with Cheryl and Natasha and the senior class of Summit Academy. Tell me uh, what it means uh, for you to, to motivate these kids every single day.
2: Well, I've got to tell you, Ellen, um, I, when I think about college, I think about when I graduated from college. And I took my diploma home uh, I went to the University of Virginia, Wahooah, And um, my grandfather opened that diploma up. And he had tears in his eyes. And he said to me that, with this piece of paper, you can do anything. And I want that for these kids, because they deserve it. They,
1: deserve it. they do deserve it. They do deserve it. I was, I was. I was telling uh, Cheryl during the break, it's, it's important for everyone out there to hear this story because a lot of us are really fortunate. And we, are, we take for granted how uh, easy our life is. And to go to the school we want to go to and to do the easiest things. And these kids have overcome all kinds of things. And they go to school every single day. And they work hard every single day. And all they want to do is go to college. And they deserve that. So the last time you were here, We gave you a a check from Walmart and wanted to give you uh, $25,000, and uh, I wanted to do something even bigger. And we've done something that uh, we've never never done anything this big before. We reached out to the people at Walmart, and uh, they want to give each one of you a four-year scholarship. Hold on, because I want you all to hear this. This is really important. You've got to hear this. To help the students of Summit Academy to continue their education, Walmart is donating a four year college scholarship to any state university of New York, and everyone uh, in your senior class is getting that. It's a gift worth $1.6 million. <laughs>
0: Come on, y'all give it up for change Lives tonight. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's stand to our feet tonight all over this room. Somebody said, what did that, what, what, why was it important to have to see that video? Because when I saw that, it wasn't about Ellen, and it wasn't about Walmart. It was about being a conduit or, or PVC pipe conduit from heaven to earth people strategically placed in certain positions if you'll think about the people that make up this ministry and other churches and where what their jobs are outside of church principals, teachers the impact that we as a, as a church as a whole. Will have on this community. If we position ourselves. Activate his power. And activate his provision in our lives. That wasn't even Ellen. That was Walmart. That was simply somebody picking up a phone. And making a phone call. And says we want to make a difference. And this is what God told me. That's going to be nothing compared to the impact that we are going to have on a generation in this city and in this county. If you believe it, come on, somebody give Jesus Christ some praise in this house. Hallelujah. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Forward Church Online. At Forward, we believe that God speaks to each one of us individually, directing our lives and giving us focus. It is our desire that you would experience Christ and pursue His purpose for your life. One of the easiest ways to draw close to God is by connecting with the local church. Get started today by visiting myforwardchurch.org to find out all the ways
1: that you can give, serve, and grow.